TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. It's the Score North Twin Show. Fourth last call. Zola again. Declan Goff, we both here at Target Field tonight. Um, if you're watching on Twitter, Twitch, or Facebook, we thank you very much. And if you saw tonight's uh, Twins game, you know that the Twins fell 2-0 uh, to Cleveland. And, Dex, I'm going to start you off with this one, okay? Um, the Twins are a very good baseball team. The Twins can hit the baseball a long way. They are known as the Bomba Squad. Uh, as a baseball fan, in 2020, just really starved for good games and great performances, uh, what, what we saw – a young man by the name of Shane Bieber, a right-hander for Cleveland, as you can see alluded to right here on the last call screen. What we saw him do tonight, uh, eight innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, 13 strikeouts, 27 strikeouts uh, to tie a major league record through two games. Uh, I have to say, if you're a Twins fan, it might stink. My admiration, though, extremely high after watching what was just an outstanding pitching performance against a damn good baseball team when it comes to ordinary offensive output. Dude, I, I, this guy's unbelievable. I mean, I, I know last year he was really good in what? He was top five in Cy Young. I, I, he was a very, very good pitcher, and we all know Cleveland can pitch. I'm a big Mike Clevinger fan, Judd. I think Mike Clevinger is honestly one of the best pitchers in the, in the league when he's healthy. Sure. And, sure. and tomorrow, that's who the Twins get. But my goodness, uh, Shane Bieber is probably better than the guy. So... Yeah, the Bomba squad, just three hits tonight. They struck out, I believe, 14 times between uh, between Bieber and the closer that came into this after, or this evening. So, rough one, man. It was it was a rough one. But uh, Bieber is, is worth the price of admission. I, I will always appreciate a good pitching performance, even if it's at the cost of the Bomba squad getting lit up. Absolutely. And, and I, I think the... Um... The thing that I can say that's most complimentary of the performance that we saw, excuse me, from Bieber tonight is this. This is, again, a very good baseball team. The Twins are, you know, Kepler, Donaldson, Polanco, Cruz, Rosario, Garver. Um, in watching this game, and, and there, we're not fans here, so you didn't get a feel for it, but just personally sitting beside you in the press box, did you ever really feel like, including in the – Excuse me while I allude to, or I uh, check my notes out here, including in the sixth win with one out Buxton and Kepler single back to back. And, you know, keep in mind, two nothing is the score at, at that point. Did you ever have the feeling that the Twins were a legitimate threat to rally? Because I really did not. And, and you know what? If the Twins weren't good, that'd be fine. And you'd say, well, they just stink and blah, blah, and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really feel during the course of sitting there in the press box watching this game that there was a moment where I thought they got to him now. No, I, I, I actually did think that when, when it was Donaldson that came up to the plate, runners at first and second, that yes, I thought, okay, this is, well, this is your moment. This is your chance. And if you don't cash in right here, it's over. I mean, and, and that's kind of what I alluded to and on Twitter is if you don't cash in here, you're probably screwed because Bieber's been locked in all game. And Josh Donaldson comes up, who has hit this guy well in his career coming into the game, Judd. Uh, it, coming into the game, two for two against Bieber, two home runs. Tonight, though, Josh Donaldson, oh, a night to forget three strikeouts. He popped up in his last at-bat. Uh, Bieber had his number this evening, unfortunately. Uh, but, yes, I thought that was the moment you, you, had to, you had to come back and get after him, and unfortunately, uh, Bieber was still locked in. I, I thought if they were able to get through him right there, then this was going to be the Twins game to, to come back and win. But Bieber locked him back down and was able to get Donaldson and Polanco uh, to strike out and fly out to center, respectively. 
Yeah, and I didn't really, I didn't, when uh, Josh came to the plate there, Dex, I really didn't have a feeling of, like, this is going to be a game changer here. Like, he was, Bieber at every moment of this game, uh, start starting with the first one, he got Kepler to fly to left, he got Donaldson um, looking for, as you said, the first of his three strikeouts, and then Polanco swinging. There was never a point in this game where you thought to yourself, he's, lost control or he, he might. Um, so how do we weigh this? Okay. Here's, here's the question. And I'm sure that we'll talk about this tomorrow on uh, Mackie and Judd as well. How do we weigh this start by Bieber based on this one? Um, Barrios to start because, because Bieber is, I mean, to me, he has turned himself into a clear cut and I will say this for the thousandth time, uh, clear-cut Major League ace, right? Like, we're not talking about he's Cleveland's best pitcher, possibly. No, this guy is in that exclusive group of probably, what, if we're lucky, eight to ten guys mm-hmm. that are considered to be just true ace pitchers. Barrios is not there. Um, but Barrios, who obviously a week ago um, on opening day last Friday had a very rough start in the opener against the White Sox and got yanked, I believe, after four in that game. He pitched five tonight, three hits, Two runs, but both of those runs came on Lindor's two-run homer to right field in the third. He walked two. He struck out six. He threw 96 pitches, 57 for strikes. So Brios did not. It's not like he was terrible. It's not like he was. How do we weigh this? Because I I think, you know, in seeing the matchup in this morning's paper, there was this natural excitement of Bieber versus Brios. And, I mean, the reality is, I mean, Barrios is the Twins, I think, best pitcher. Um, I like him. There is a hope that at some point in time, and he's not there yet, that he becomes the type of ace that a guy like Bieber is right now. But in trying to sort of weigh what we saw tonight here, it's almost not fair to Barrios because he simply is not that guy. No, Judd, and it's unfortunate because I think think also that Jose Brios didn't pitch awful tonight. He had just a couple clunkers towards uh, in, in the second and third innings. And, and you know, Judd, he's got a little bit of, of what I like to call Brad Radke disease, where he can run in some trouble in the first inning. And that wasn't the case tonight. He shuts him down one, two, three. He had his filth. He had his yuck. He, he had them on, his, on their toes. But, unfortunately... Uh, uh, the Cleveland kept attacking him, and then they, he, they, I think they worked a 20-pitch inning and then another 20-pitch inning. And look, this Cleveland lineup doesn't really scare you a whole lot. You know, like, it's not, it's not the best lineup by any means, but they're able to get Barrios in the second and third, and that was a difference. You look at the line overall, it wasn't a horrible game from Barrios, but, uh, but Cleveland just was able to do a little bit more. Here, to me, is not um, this year. It's not the 60 games that you know, that that the Twins are in the midst of playing right now. The issue is this, and this is where I think it becomes a potential problem. It's that first round, right? That's two of three. Two of three goes very quick. And, um, you know, if you could say, if you threw Barrios out there and you said, and I know he's going to shut the opposing team down, right? I just know he's going to, and there's no question in my mind, unless he has a rare bad start, you'd feel so confident going into game one. Um, 16 teams are going to make the playoffs. So the Twins are going to make the playoffs. We all assume that, and I think that's absolutely correct. But seeing what we saw tonight pitching-wise makes me concerned about that first round because, I mean, Cleveland, I think, as far as 16 teams go, they're going to make it too, right? I mean, think about this. Um, The Twins can hit, and that's great, but Cleveland is going to throw in in a first round. They're going to throw Bieber at you. They're going to throw Clevenger at you. 
They've got a guy like Plezak, who's a nice pitcher, a Carrasco, Savali. I mean, think about that. And and when you can start with a guy like Bieber, who is just, you know, 27 strikeouts decks in two games, he's just damn dominant. That's that's where I, if I'm a Twins fan or I'm the Twins, I get concerned. I don't get concerned about the season that's ongoing right now in the 60 games. And I think the fact is the Twins are going to win a ton of games and be absolutely fine there. But tonight was sort of that preview of that first round game and possibly that first game. And if you're the Twins, this kid pitched great. You lose two rip. And now if you lose, in their case, one more game in that playoff round, your season's done. And I don't, and you just don't have a pitcher to match up with what we would consider to be that true ace uh, type of guy. Bieber, uh, Garrett Cole, to your point, Clevenger possibly. You just don't have that guy to say, okay, here's our top gun. You try against us. Look, I, and I, I think Garrett Cole and Aaron and, and- – Bieber are probably those two guys, Judd. I think those are probably the two guys that you don't want to see in game one. And if you're the Twins, you're probably hopefully going to have a top three record in the league. And, and you most likely, not guaranteed, but most likely won't have to face a guy like Cleveland, a, a guy like Bieber or Garrett Cole in round one of that best of play-in series to start. That being said, though, I think the Twins offense was just, they were silent tonight. Unfortunately, they got dominated by a very good pitching staff. And I, I, I trust that the Bomba squad is going to be able to definitely dig themselves out of a hole when they strike out 14 times and it, it's an early season but you know we're, we're in overreaction mode it's, it's a football season in a baseball season but they've screwed with the playoffs Declan it's yeah. two or three that's the problem that's the problem they're going to put 16 teams in but I'm telling you and, and you know if you match up against a kid like this or a Cole I mean you can't you can't just say well to me, the Bomba Squad didn't have just a bad night tonight. To me, the Bomba Squad was defused because this kid's so damn good. Like, this, to me, this is not a fluke of, well, they'll be back tomorrow and they'll hit this kid. You know, the next time that they see this kid, they'll be fine. I can't guarantee that. And so when, when you've altered the playoff format, as, you know, and I know it's for 2020, and I know it's sort of a weird year. I, I mean, we're talking, they are literally decks by day by day, changing rules as we go, you, you know. Um, what's the, the rule that they changed today? Double dips are going to be seven innings a piece, things like that. So they are they are making up the rules as they go. I get all that, and, and that's fine. But that's just the one thing is we did see what's going to happen to potentially to the Twins lineup when they face teams that or they face starters. I should say, not teams that are this good. Um, Miguel Sano at first base. So we finally saw some flaws there. I mean, what what do you make of this? I just I guess. He's not a disaster there. I guess if I'm the Twins, my hope is that during the course of the 60 games that they play, and he's going to play a bunch of them at first base, I guess my hope is that he just simply learns there. Um, but, you know, when when he ranged, what, to his right towards second base and Arise fielded that ball, and then Miguel is, like, running back to first base and Arise is running up Miguel's back and trying to throw it, or Miguel makes the throw to Littell that sails. Um I think the reality is, while we're pleasantly surprised with how he's played to date so far, that this is just going to be a work in progress. And, and again, I would hope by the time that you get to spring training in 2021 that he's going to learn, have learned a lot of the particulars of playing this position. Does that seem fair to you? Yeah, it does. And, and Judd, don't, I, I think we always have to we underestimate how difficult it is to play first base, it, it, and especially someone like Miguel Sano, who is a, a pretty athletic dude. I mean, he, he's, he's a bigger cat, but he can, he, he can definitely eventually learn how to play the position. But tonight we finally saw that 
Ooh, it, it, there's a little bit of a learning curve. He goes to his right on a ball. Uh, how does the first baseman go to the ball on his right side when it's when it's clearly going to arise? You know, like that was clearly just he he's not used to being over there. And and unfortunately, I think eventually, you know, he'll get it down, and and those little miscues are going to happen between now and then. But in, in general, I think he's looked pretty solid there tonight. We finally saw that. Oh, it's it's not going to be as, as as smooth as we once thought it was going to be. That being said, I, I think overall it's been fine, but it's going to be a work in progress. And I'll say this in the other reaction: that kind of play that happened, especially in the eighth, the one with the rise, that cannot happen in a postseason series. Zero chance that can't happen. Here's the unfortunate thing. It shouldn't. It can. Um, do, do any of the current slumps that we've seen so far, Garver's off a very tough start, Declan, uh, as we, we talked about, Donaldson is too, struck out three times tonight, 0 for 4. Last night against the Cardinals, 0 for 4 as well, struck out twice. And, and in fact, on Tuesday night in the home opener, he also struck out um, after he had a home run earlier in that game in his final at bat of that night. As I said, Garver, not off to a great start. Sano's timing is a complete mess. And again, not, this is not surprising. Um, are there any of the early season offensive slumps that concern you at all? Oh, yeah. I, I'm very concerned now about Mitch Garver. He was on my my curiosity list when we did our preseason ones. And Judd, I believe now 0 for 13 and 8 strikeouts up for uh, Mr. Mike Piazza Jr. up there. And look, he had, he had like 28 home runs in 95 games. He was played strategically. I applaud the Twins how they how they split both Jason Castro last year and Mitch Garver. And and look, I, I think Mitch Garver still has the capabilities of being one of the better offensive hitting catchers in the league. And I think his defense has come a long way too. Um, but we probably should temper our expectations for what Garver can do. And Alex Avila is a, a solid backup catcher. I, I assume that splits will probably be the same even in a 60 game season. Um, but Garver's slow start offensively, Judd, does have me a little bit concerned. Concerned that Garver's um, excellence in 2019 could have been in any way, shape, or form offensively a fluke. A little bit. Uh, I think it probably was a little bit. And, you know, look, we're, gonna, we're always going to put these juice baseballs, I think, in, in the same category, unfortunately, that were in 2019, even though, I mean, the balls are flying out at what I think is the exact same rate as they were last year. So if there are two baseballs, and I'll, I'll believe it now when I see it, and maybe it's just dudes getting better at swinging baseballs and having more technology at their hands, who knows. But, yeah, I, I think there might have been something there. And, and look, when, when, you, when you're a good baseball player like Garber was last year and it kind of comes out of nowhere, the scouts come out at you. The book comes out. People know where not to throw you the baseball anymore. So I just think in general opposing pitchers know not where to throw Mike Piazza Jr. Uh, some baseballs. And, unfortunately, Mitch Garber is off to a very slow start. And this, of course, goes back to the long-time discussion of if you adjust, they adjust, then you have to readjust, and, and it's an ongoing game. And that's what makes sports a lot of fun, but it's also, at times, the, the adjustment doesn't always end up on your side. Um, the Sano thing, I will say this, I think there is no other choice but in the Twins' case to continue to play him. I think this is a timing thing. Yeah. He's going to strike out a ton he went 0 for 3 tonight struck out uh, twice tonight he played um last night struck out twice uh but this is something where when he couldn't play during the majority or take part in the majority of summer camp because he had tested positive for COVID-19 this was something that was as predictable as possible and I know there's frustration here, and I know when he's striking out, it looks bad. But if you're going to be dedicated to making Miguel Sano be himself like this, he, he's not going to turn some corner here and all of a sudden start to hit, you know, 320 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is the one where, where 
Baldelli probably has the right play in mind here, which is bat him eighth, bat him low, keep giving him at bats. Um, it, it's going to be the simplest way I can put things for Sano Declan is this way. It's going to be ugly till it's not. And then when it's not, there's going to be, you know, mammoth home runs here and there. Um, but I don't see a solution here of saying, yeah, you know, he's not playing well. Let's sit him on Friday and then let's bring him back. Not to say that he won't sit some. I'm sure he will. Uh, but I don't see any way for him to work his way out of this and become the guy that we ordinarily uh, see or, or saw in 2019 other than to just let him work through it and try and get that timing. And eventually, hopefully, for the twin sake, it will come. Yeah, and look, he's always been a very slow starter in his career and, and with this weird pause in the season because of the COVID-19 and then Miguel obviously tests positive for COVID. So when spring training 2.0 comes, he's not re- basically ready to work out and, and get abbreviated spring training in. There's a lot of things that are working against, unfortunately, for Miguel Sano. And yeah, I'm with you. There, there, there's nothing, nothing's going to benefit him by having him sit there and watch. Uh, he, he's definitely someone that has to see some baseballs and, and he's got a big, powerful swing. Eventually that lumber is going to connect on the ball. And I, I know he's going to be able to do that, but until then, you're, you're going to have to just take your lumps with it, I think. I'm, his, his offensive struggles are, aren't really too concerning me. Like, Garver having a possible down season, that's more concerning than Miguel Sano having a down season, at least in my book. Were we all pleased, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook world? Byron Buxton, no mistakes tonight, in center field, and, and in fact, on Lindor's drive in the seventh, he made a very nice, juggled it a little bit, but it was a diving catch. Are we all pleased now? Byron Buxton, as far as I'm concerned, is playing the outfield the exact way that I would prescribe. No big chances. He still makes a ton of plays, um, but I was very pleased to see him redeem himself after accidentally tipping the ball for a, a home run on the Trevor May pitch a couple of nights ago against the Cardinals. I was very pleased to see what looked to me like Byron Buxton redeemed himself, nice defensive play and played the type of defense that we all have come to expect and know without getting hurt, by the way, uh, in center field tonight. Yeah, it was, it, it was good. Look, I'm not, I'm not a team Zolgad here that I need to completely change how Byron Buxton plays. The guy plays fast. He plays hard. I understand that he's got, a, he's got some uh, body issues in terms of staying healthy. I get that. But I want that speedy guy in my lineup at, at, at all times. And I'm not gonna, I, can't tell someone who go, I can't tell someone who drives a Ferrari to then drive a Chevy. I just can't do that. So if, if he wants to drive that Ferrari into the ground, Judd, Drive that Ferrari into the ground. I want, him, I want him to drive it when there aren't obstacles in his way, Declan. It's very, very simple. I just, I, I want him to drive it, and he's got it, and he's got the keys. And on the bases, as far as I'm concerned, that's a Ferrari. And in the outfield, you know, side to side, the diving catch tonight. He's got oh, he's great. Really good. I want that. What I don't want is the Ferrari to hit the guardrail. Okay, I mean, it's very, very simple. What I'm, I'm not asking for a lot here. I'm just saying the Ferrari, if it could just stop before it hits the guardrail, I would be. Uh, very appreciative because I think that keeps you if you're Byron Buxton in the lineup. Okay, so he struck out twice uh, tonight, but sandwiched in between his two strikeouts, which came uh, Dex in the third and eighth. Uh, Buxton also, as previously mentioned on last call, singled to left in the sixth. Um, Can I share with you possibly my greatest disappointment? And I tweeted this of the night. Byron Buxton is no longer taking the oven mitt to run the bases. Last year, the, the protective mitt that he wore, and it, honest to God, it looked like he had put he had put a pie or a turkey in the oven to cook it. Uh, but he wore that big mitt on his one hand, which I absolutely loved. And I said that the Twins should have had a promotion in which they gave those away to the first ten thousand fans, 
it's gone now. I'm disappointed. I love that. Well, I actually, I think Arise has been wearing it. I saw him wearing it earlier this season. Oh, really? So, so yeah. So I don't think it's completely gone away. But yes, no. Twins promotion staff. Uh, I know they're getting creative with like mailing things out or something and doing giveaways. Oven mitt night. Oven mitt night. I my wild oven mitt that we got at a wild game like what four years ago. I forgot mine. It's my go-to oven mitt, man. I took a chicken out of the oven yesterday with that oven mitt. I love that oven mitt. It's still in good shape? Yeah, it's great. It's in great shape. But I said, I said the Twins should have a big one, just like Buxton had. <laughs> I did not realize our, our guy, Rise had one of those. Yeah, he's been wearing one. Uh, the one non-surprising thing tonight is is of the three hits that the Twins um, did get off Bieber, Rise got one. This kid continues to be – I mean, his approach is just incredible. His um, – he looks like he's been doing this for 10 years. It's that simple. I mean, I he just – comfortable i always despise the term like he's a professional hitter but Luis arise is a is a professional hitter man like that cliche is so so true i know a lot of people think he's got a little bit of that young rock career in him and that that's a lofty expectation even for someone who's i think like a career 345 hitter in like 110 career mlb games but this guy can bat anywhere in the lineup he's more your pro he's your old schooler leadoff guy but i think he's such a threat in general judd you can bat him one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You can put him anywhere you want in the lineup, and I think he'd be effective. Yeah, he would. And, and what's incredible about the kid is he is in all in all of the scenarios that you just ran through. He's completely unfazed. Like he doesn't seem to get phased. Nothing seems to bug him. He seems to be as confident. He's cocky, but he's cocky in a good way. Like it doesn't come off to me as a negative cocky or like a, he's trying to to show people up. He is just so. What's the term? emboldened confident you know like yeah yeah um well, hold on two seconds here because i was before we get done done here i was going to look because it's clevenger tomorrow night for cleveland correct yeah, clevy's on who's on on the hill for uh the twins it was not had been, not been uh, announced Dobnak, i believe was isn't it okay. Dobnak? I, so, I know he's scheduled to throw this weekend the record's four and two now right declan goff yes four and two the record could very easily be four and three after tomorrow okay, Look, so this is what worries me Cleveland comes into this building and Cleveland's going to throw Bieber and uh, Clevenger and look, Burrios is fine. I mean, but now you're throwing Dobnik. Oh, look, I, Randy Dobnik's an amazing story. Oh, it's a great story. I'm not a betting man, but if you could, if you've got a guy who might take some, some of my cash, I'd like to make some cash. I'm guessing the Clevenger Dobnik matchup would be a profitable Venture if I side with the visitors um, yeah. in the community, I, I I think Randy Dobnek is a great dude and and honestly has a spot in the, in the major leagues. He's he's a great he's a great pitcher. But uh, and, and Judd, I don't ever I don't really like doing starting pitcher versus starting pitcher, quarterback versus quarterback when those two positions are never on the field at the same time. I think it's a really big cop out in sports. I can't doesn't bother Judd. I know it doesn't bother you. Because it bothers me. So if it doesn't bother you, it bothers me. And if it bothers me, it doesn't bother you. That's how this relationship works here between Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff. But I, 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 think, I think this Cleveland lineup, look, Judd, they only scored two runs tonight. And it was off Jose Barrios. No, that's what I'm saying. But, but, but that's my very point, though. I think we're going to pass judgment on Barrios from tonight and say he lost to Bieber. And Bieber pitched great. Um, but it's almost not fair. It's it's unfortunately that good. Like Barrios did not Barrios did not have a bad start. Mm-hmm. You know his start against the White Sox last Friday was a bad start. I will give you that. Oh, Four innings, right? Yep. But I mean tonight, two runs off one home run, three hits, two walks, six strikeouts, five 
innings and he threw again 96 pitches. He did not have a bad start. And I feel like we're going to decide that he did in some ways um, because Bieber was that good. But the fact is the Twins had three hits and could do nothing. So final thoughts? Uh, Final thoughts is Shane Bieber is probably going to win the AL Cy Young. And uh, I I would put good money on that he does. Uh, I have Bieber fever. I've never experienced Bieber fever before. Uh, I think I think the other Bieber, who I'm not mentioning, that's not the pitcher, is is a talented individual. I just don't have a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of respect uh, for the pitcher named Bieber, who was on the mound today, because this dude can absolutely shove, and I, I was very impressed. Twins fall again tonight to Cleveland at Target Field, uh, two to nothing. Bieber pitches great. Barrios pitches okay, uh, but takes the loss. He's Declan. I'm Judd. We appreciate you watching Last Call on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. And um, I believe we'll be doing another one of these post-game on Sunday. Jake DePew will join us as well as we recap the four-game Twins-Cleveland series. Talk to you later. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.